You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Sam, why are we recording after another Yankees sweep by the hands of the Boston Red Sox? What the hell happened? Steve, I had a nice weekend at the Jersey Shore, and I was so looking forward to watching the games when I was out and about on the town. The Yankees came into this series winning seven of their last nine. They trimmed nine to four in a week in terms of being games back at first place. They had a fantastic week. Last Sunday, I declared them in a text back to you, I believe, after that unbelievable triple play. They lose a tough one against the Royals, but that came off of winning two or three against the A's, sweeping the Blue Jays. The A's were the hottest team in baseball coming into the Bronx. They take really two or three from a really, really good team. It goes into the Royals oh. series. You win that series. They were playing. The just can we just stop there? Can we just stop so, there? That's it. They played the they played the A's. They played the Royals. Things are looking good. This is uh, end of discussion. See you next week. <laughs> the bats were on freaking fire, and they drop a tough one Friday. Leave a, a bunch of guys on base. Uh, the count on Friday was seven. Saturday nine. Sunday seven. Every time when I was at a place over the weekend. And I caught most of both of the games before putting myself through today's uh, debacle, which we'll get to in a little bit, the Garrett Cole struggles. Every time I looked up, the Yankees were, were ending an inning with two guys on base, it felt like. Every single time I looked up. And then that brings us to today, which I am got a big case of the Sunday scaries. And I, I still and The whole Yankee not, organization has Sunday scaries. I still have not gotten that image of Cole crouching down after the Devers homer out of my head. I still have not gotten it out of my head nine hours later. I was on the couch, not really feeling so hot. I almost wanted to get up and just crouch down and feel the pain. It was it was, it was was just a disaster. As you said, the Yankees come into the weekend – uh, things look like they're turned around. They think like they're they're starting to do well. They're they're really hitting the ball well. They're scoring five six runs a game. Even the games they lose, you think they should win, and kind of like a a weird play happens here and there. And then the Red Sox come and they just shut shut the Yankees down. Like it's not even uh, a question how bad the Red Sox have beaten the Yankees this year. Two sweeps. They're getting outmanaged, outplayed, out hustled. Everything. It, it looked like, you know, after the, after the game on Friday, uh, the Yankees were defeated. They're, they weren't going to win Saturday. You knew that going into it. it just didn't, they didn't look like they had it Saturday. And then the hope is Sunday. All right, Garrett Cole, save us. Be our ace. Be your Cy sucked. Young contagious. You need to Cy Young contender. Save us here. One pitch. One pitch. You're like, all right, game's over. This team's not coming back from that. Like, unbelievable. And then he couldn't get the, the first inning got even worse for the Devers from London. Like you said, 4 nothing, 6 nothing after 3. Get the fuck out of here. You can see him winning that game. And it's, it's just they are um, – I think David Cohn said it best. One team came to play, and, and it wasn't the Yankees. And you can't have that after you said a good stretch. Uh, even winning even winning one here, you, you, you'd be happy if the, if the 
Garrett Cole shut the Red Sox down on Sunday. We could be here recording, and it's such a different mood of saying the Yankees, you know, even though they lost two of three to the Red Sox, they took two of three to the press, two series, and they're they're on the, the come up here to end the month. And, and it's just a, such a different demeanor, such a different vibe uh, of just getting your shit, your teeth kicked in that, like, it, it, it it's a killer. And there, there's so much to talk about from who's doing well, who's not doing well, who's not doing anything. Um the, the, the pitching wasn't there all around. The Yankees got to make moves. Sam, we are at, you know, this will come out on, on June 28th, uh, on Monday. I think I, I'm ready to uh, not, not push the panic button here, but let's pretend it's July. And, and I think Brian Cashman needs to pretend that he, he needs a trade deadline to happen before July 1st. You can't let this team play all of July and then try to make your moves at the trade deadline. It seems like the Yankees are ready to, and willing to make some moves here. It's time for Cashman to, to to push his chips in and pretend this deadline is this week. That's a very, very interesting point you make, Steve. I don't know where to go from here, honestly. I'm lost. After that Philly series when they were 33 and 32, I kind of came on here and said they are what they are. I really yeah. did not I really did not have much hope. It was 65 games in. You are what you are. That was June 13th, Sunday. You are what you are at that point. 2 weeks after Memorial Day weekend. And they win 7 of nine. they win 7 of 9 against some really good teams. That only one really good the A's, the, the Buffalo sweep in Toronto, whatever that wherever the hell they play now sweep um two or three from the a's and two or three from the royals although that should have been a sweep i really thought coming into this weekend it was their time to shine and they fell flat on their fucking face once again and that's an interesting point you have but i really don't know where to go from here you mentioned making a move, acting like the trade deadline is July 1st, not letting the Yankees play all of July with this current 25-man, 26-man roster. I agree, but who were they giving up? The Yankees really don't have they don't. any blue-chip prospect to move like we have in years past. You know, 2018 getting Jay Happ, 2017 getting Sonny Gray. They're not trading Jason Dominguez We've said that a bunch of times. I don't know who they're going to trade, who they're going to trade for. I think they'll make a minor move. I really don't see anyone uh, making a huge impact here, though. They're going to get outbid by every freaking team on the market. There's so many teams with better farm systems than the Yankees. I agree. I'd like them to make a move soon, but my goodness, it's – the solution is to play better. And watching the ace get shelled when they needed him the most today was tough to watch. And I didn't read what he said post game, but he was tough on himself out on the mound when he crouched over after that Devers home run. The solution is to play better, hit with runners in scoring position. It's what they were doing for nine games before this weekend. And boom, they just forgot how to play. Glaber Torres is throwing balls to fucking Rhode Island. As well, which is he's what, throwing uh, him farther than he's hitting game. him this month. So it is uh, it is unbelievable. He looks disinterested. There are so many things wrong, and, and this is not a fix you make in season. There's going to be even when they do make a move, it's not going to be getting the big fish. No, the, no, no. Yeah. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. But like, 
if I'm Cashman, I, I call up Jeter. Uh, happy birthday, Jeets. Uh, I call up Jeter, and, and you get Sterling Marte, and you say, Jeter, what do you want for him? You're not. He's not a. He's not going to be. He's not going to blow away for for offers here. He's he's a, he's a perfect rental here, and it makes sense for the Marlins to to get rid of him and um and kind of hold out for the best offer. But if you're if you're you you throw in an extra prospect or two, I think if if you're Cashman and you make sure that he's your starting center fielder the next two days because we can't be keep running Brett Gardner out there or if you're moving Judge over and you're throwing Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar, you can't have two of those three guys in the lineup every game anymore. Brett Gardner's done. Brett Gardner is not a starting outfielder in Major League Baseball anymore. Uh, they're, they're, they're trying to show that they could put Judge over there, but the uh, besides a three-for-four game from Friday from Andujar, uh, the combination of Andujar, Frazier, and and Gardner got, got two hits. Um, that, that's unacceptable. There, you're, you're back. Got two guys batting under 200. Frazier can't even top 180, uh, and Gardner's at like under 190 here. So, like, what are we doing? Get, get a, get, get someone else up here. If you're not going to call up some guy from, you know, from the minors, you're not comfortable with anything going on there. You got, you got some guys that maybe you could push around for the 40. Uh, get, get Sterling Marte in, in pinstripes by, by Tuesday. Like, make something happen here. Change this lineup up a little bit. Find out what you can get as a starter. Because right now, you know, Jamison Tyone and Domingo Herman uh, as your and Mike King as your three, four, five, it, it is unacceptable. It's been I, I, I've look, I've been saying it for for weeks here. Like you said, play better, got the lineup here. Let's get healthy, see what's going to happen here. Uh, you get swept twice by the Red Sox in the span of what two weeks. You, you make your moves and you make them right now. It's, it's, you can't keep continuing on this. We play the Red Sox again a couple times after the the All Star break. Uh, if we get we, we could be zero and twelve versus the Red Sox by the time the trade deadline comes around, and it's it'll, be, it'll be useless then. It'll be useless. Don't wait for the Yankees. Look, if the Yankees are gonna be buyers and they're gonna think that they have a playoff team here, and that's the mindset that Cashman has, then make the trade deadline the end of June, not July, in his books, because waiting another month. And letting this team putz around with the up and downs of maybe win four out of five, then lose three in a row. They don't know how to play on the fucking weekend for some reason. Um, the past th- they two take months, weekends off. They, they take it's weekends off. off. Like, what are we doing here? They're working the, nine to five. They take weekends off. <laughs> it's just the, the they're they're too inconsistent. And Boone said that you know our biggest problem is being inconsistent here. Look, they got the nice boost with Luke Voigt coming up, coming back. I think the you know the infield is set. The infield is good. We know what we're gonna do here. Uh, fix the outfield and get a starter in the next forty eight hours, or or you're gonna be doing this up and down shit all year, and you're gonna miss the playoffs. Steve, you made a really good point. Now that I'm looking at the schedule and what the Yankees have coming up against the Red Sox after the All Star break, it's three at Yankees. It's four at Yankee Stadium. And then it is four again at Fenway. That's eight games in a week against the Red Sox. Right, it's that, insane. And that, that's that's. I mean, if you and if you're Cashman, and six. Right, and those are all. Um, those are all before the trade deadline, right? All eight of those games. All eight. All so eight of them. that's a huge opportunity. Like, all right, let's be positive, Steve, here for a second. That's a huge opportunity to go back and turn the tides. Versus the Red Sox here. We're 0-6 to start the year. We play them a billion fucking times. Make sure that the next time we play Boston, it's not the same lineup. It can't be the same roster. 
No one's going to get healthy in time for that, so there's nothing there going to happen. We got another injury with Zach Britton popping his hammy uh, on, what was that, Friday night. Um, so you know, the bullpen is is just kind of been a disaster for the IL. Um, you got Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson working some rehab for the, for them, but like, what do we? Oh God! It, like, what are we doing here? And how? And, and Sam, how we got to talk about Adam Adovito and Whitlock just embarrassing the Yankees. Two guys on the Yankees team here. I was all for the Adovito trade. Loved it. You get the. I I, I still would do it. You get Adovito for. Um, you know, O'Day, Wilson, and Gardner is a great move on paper. It, it's fallen flat in the Yankees' face, big time. To see him get big outs against the Yankees. He saved the game. He saved the game. He struck out Judge to end the game. He came in the on Friday, too. Uh, and, and Whitlock over here, um, you know. Rule we, five we, pick. Rule five pick. I mean, the Yankees have gotten they, – they've had that, – that reliever market has been like where the Yankees rule five. They've gotten a lot of players turned back on, but – what do we do for this? We kept Brooke. What's Kritzky for for him? Come on. Yeah, I and the, with the Rule Five draft, a team with a farm as deep and talented as the Yankees was, you're going to get talent poached. Oh, I it's mean, been, hap- it's it, been it, happening a lot, especially in the reliever market. It's been happening a lot, but you can't you get you let a guy go to the Red Sox, um, and you know their pen kind of sucked last year, so he's going to stay on the roster all year, so he's gone. Um, and I don't know, like it, you, you, you look at it on, you look at it when it happened and you're like, this guy's not going to be, uh, you know, a bullpen guy for the Yankees. And you're like, okay, whatever. Didn't lose much here. Uh, but when you're going through all these injuries and you're going through the inconsistency with the bullpen, you're like, shit, like, look at what the, look at what the Yankees were able to do with Jonathan Luizaga in the bullpen. And we just let him, we let this guy go to the Red Sox. It, it sucks. I think the rule five is what it is what it is. But all the all the roster crunches we've done over the years, all the way the Yankees try to manipulate the forty, just really backfiring on them right now, and having Boston shoved in our faces. And you know, Alex Cora is planned on that all the time. He's like, oh, if I get a chance, I'm using these guys as much as possible. One, they've been awesome, and two, he he loves throwing it at in Boone's face. Um, so it, it is it is brutal here. So like you said, I mean. 0-6 versus the Red Sox. There, there's so much to, that to unwind there. But July 15th through July 25th, we play them eight times. That's it's re- scary. It's scary with how the Yankees are playing. If it's the same roster facing them, that is downright scary. You, we cannot let that happen because we, we, we could go 2-6 and six there. They might be under 500. Then, then why bother even playing with the trade deadline? Then just become sellers. Then if they mess up in that say they go out this week and trade for Starling Marte I don't think that's gonna happen let's say it does if they somehow get swept or or, or it's two and six or one and seven or heaven forbid an oh and eight in in that stretch you just flip Marte again the twins did that a couple years ago yeah that's not a bad idea they got Jaime Garcia and then had a terrible week, and then sold. They they, they sold them to the Yankees. Um, it's not a terrible idea, Sam. Just like, do it now, and then you could if if it if you fall on your fucking face and you're under five hundred, then you can become sellers with the guys you just got. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's what I'd absolutely do. Um, so yeah, this is a, a troubling, troubling stretch because I really thought. We had something after three consecutive series wins, but we had nothing. And seeing the ace get 
absolutely shellacked out there on the mound. Those outs in the first inning, too, were loud outs. They were hitting him right off the barrel. And to see Cole out there just laboring all day long, and that Devers home run was an absolute rocket off the bat. I mean, I have not seen many balls squared up like that off Cole. So it's deflating. The Yankees, you know, welcome the Angels this week in the Bronx, but I... I'm out of words. Aaron Boone saying it's consistency. I texted you today. I think they're mentally, Glaber Torres especially, just he's just throwing balls. I mean, left, right, center. I mean, where are they going? He got a free base. It was Bogarts, I believe, who hit that ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. He hits that ball and... Torres just throws it so lackadaisical. It goes out of play. He's out of whack. He was out of whack all weekend. He's the, the ball goes oh, out month, of play. All month. He's been out of whack. And, and it's and it goes it gives him a free base. I mean and then there was another mental error today. Miguel and they, oh, and they were abusing those Yankees. Uh, outfielders arms today. Clint yeah. Frazier and Miguel Andujar. Uh, Frazier especially. I don't think I've ever seen him make an accurate throw to home plate or anywhere. Oh, on the just field. grip, just just launch, launch it and pray because he's got a he's got an arm, but it, it just you don't know where it's going. <laughs> it goes all over the damn place. And Miguel Andujar made a mistake. It was right before the Devers home run. It's first and second, and he catches it near that left center field portion of the monster, pretty far away from third base. He throws to third base, and it's a speedy runner going there. It's Verdugo tags up. Uh, and on the following play, uh, I'm pulling it up right here. It was Martina, It was J.D. Martinez running the second. Oh, you know, it, you know he's, he's Tyler Wade part two, right? <laughs> his speed. So, so this, this is... This goes from first and third to second and third before the Devers home run, which is a big difference in my view if you're a pitcher. I mean, you yeah, get yeah, the double sure. play set up, force out. So Andujar tries to get Verdugo at third, and he lets J.D. Martinez go to second base, and it sets up second and third for Devers. How we're in the major freaking leagues – and we've got guys throwing to wrong bases. That's what How? you have when you got a left field a, a, a guy with that doesn't play left field playing left field. I mean, look, he's been. I give him credit for he's he's trying, but he's obviously not a left fielder. He he's had some good moments. He actually had a, I think he leads the team in, in outfield assists or is tied with Judge. But but Andujar's gonna make those mistakes, and you live with those mistakes if you're in first place. If you're in fourth place, you can't live with those mistakes. It, it's simple as that. It's uh, He throws to the wrong base, and I, I know he's not a left fielder, but they were playing him out there in spring training. He was, you know, taking reps out there. He has to know that going on the field. This isn't an issue where his range is an issue or he's taking a bad route to the ball. I get that. But this is throwing to the wrong base, and that goes back to the manager and his coaching staff. That the, the, They've got a beginner player out there who does not know – the situation uh, on a baseball field that was unacceptable today 
and I knew bad things were coming after that. I mean, we knew bad things were coming after uh, the leadoff home run. It was a rocket double walk, and then that Bogarts flyout was a loud out. And then the other two outs in that inning were loud out. Uh, Steve, a lot of talk about Garrett Cole having a rough June. This sticky stuff thing. Yeah, I'm, is, I'm not too concerned. It is impacting. I, I think it's impacting Domingo Herman as well, for sure. I mean, that guy's been all over the damn place. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll see more of the fringe players really get impacted by that. Um, for me, Garrett Cole had a terrible outing. A flat-out terrible outing that he, he will admit to it. But I, I don't see – I don't – He Garrett Cole's too good. Like, whatever he used – He'll when he stops using it, like he'll be fine. Uh, Garrett Cole will be fine. I think his fastball was extra, like faster than usual today, so, which is something to to pick up on. Um, and, and I don't, I didn't see a huge of a, of a drop uh, on spin rate today. I think any player in baseball, if you examine spin rate past year versus the past month, is going to go down. Uh, Garrett Cole's stuff is too good that uh, maybe it's in his head. Maybe it's in his head and he's worried about it. I mean, I'm, you're, you're going to see. I, I I haven't watched the Red Sox much this year, but I, this is going to be pretty random. But Nathan Ovaldi, I remember being a extremely hairy man on his arms, and it looked like his arms were completely shaven when he pitched versus the Yankees. And I would I, I suspect that because he wants to get more more sweat, and it's easier to get the sweat off his arms to get on the ball. Because I know a lot of players are complaining that that you know they're they're not sweating enough. And that's what they need there. So it kind of was a random thing of like maybe we'll we'll do some some Twitter investigation here. Are are pitchers going to start shaving their arms to to get more sweat to help pick up on the ball? Because they they, they got to change something. You know, we saw you know Max Scherzer, uh, you know, rifling his hair hand through his heads like six billion times trying to say he was trying to get some more sweat to, to combine with the rosin. So it's a league wide problem. Um, but like you said, I think it'd be more of the guys like Domingo Herman. Uh, where I, where I see an issue here, but uh, but yeah, Cole Cole is going to be the face of this. Anytime Cole has a bad day, it's going to immediately come up to this and come to back to the to what he was using before versus what he's using now. Um, I, I'd like to I'm praying if I, we got to sit here and say that Garrett Cole is not the the same pitcher when the Yankees signed him and will never be again. Uh, I'm, I might rip my head off, but but I'm, I'm gonna take today as a bad day. He had his uh, uh, worst outing, hopefully, of the year at the worst time, and he needs to make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, he was getting railed on Twitter today. Rightly so. You give up six runs in three innings. Uh, they ended up going five innings, but you, you deserve everything you, you got today, Cole, just because it, it's a performance-based league, and the Yankee fans will, will be on you, and everybody else in baseball will be because of the way you fumbled that initial question. Forever. I also, yeah, yeah. I also wonder if um, pitchers are going to be putting sunscreen on their arms uh, in between innings. Are they are they cracking down? Sunscreen's out now. Sunscreen's supposed to be out, so you can't use sunscreen. But I, I suspect that's what you're going to have. Is let's you know. Well, what, what, what about pitchers that don't want sunburn on the mound? No, I I, I think you'll are, see pitchers start to use it more. I I would imagine. But sunscreen's supposed to be out. I mean, that was kind of what Tyler um, Glass now was saying. Like that, that's all he's ever used was has been sunscreen, rosin, and water, and sunscreen's out. But I mean, there's, there's some frail guys out there. Sunscreen, Sam. You, I I know you gotten some sunburn back in your day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if if I'm a pitcher and they're telling me I can't wear sunscreen, 
<laughs> on the uh, on the mound. I mean, we're, we're talking, especially on a day like today, we're talking like skin cancer um, <laughs> as a possibility. I'm not joking. I I got one yesterday actually because I uh, had to park my car a half mile away in Manasquan and uh, <laughs> sounds right. And I, I, and I left the sunscreen in there, so. Um, it's, it's just, um, yeah, if they told me I could not wear sunscreen as a pitcher, I, I, I would, um, I don't know what you'd burn. I'd do. You'd, you'd fry to a crisp out there. We can I boil, we'll boil an egg on that, those arms there, but hopefully it's like Gary Cole. And look, Gary Cole is now 0-2 with a over five ERA in his four outings at Fenway Park. His last four outings at Fenway Park. He's just, he struggled at Fenway. Um, and you can't let that happen. It's unbelievable that we have to. I mean, Devers' ball did it land yet? Did it? Did it go? Did it? That was a, that was a top five hundred feet. It ended up being what four fifty, uh, and that might have been fifty feet short. So what? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that thing was pulverized. I I could not believe when I saw it live. Um, but yeah, the Yankees have to get obviously better performances out of Cole and. The rest of the starting rotation, like you said, three to five, it's Herman, King, and uh, I mean we're putting Mo- we're putting Montgomery as our two right now. Like that's kind of where we are, yeah. right? It's gonna be yeah. it's Cole and Montgomery, Herman, Jameson, and King. Montgomery had the best start of the weekend too. Yeah, that's why he's, he's the two. He's the two right now. Yeah, best start of the like, weekend. We, we can't uh, we can't go into July with, with Jordan Montgomery being our number two starter. Yeah, like make a move. Like there's there's guys out there that you can fit under the cap, under the the your fake cap that we have set here. Um, and, and sadly, I, the article at NJ.com today of look, Debbie Garcia's got an eight ERA in AAA. That was our that was our ace in the hole. It was like, hey, worst case scenario, hopefully uh, Garcia can can re, can build on his his short rookie year of 2020 and, and fill in the rotation if needed. Dude's got an eight ERA. What the I, hell's going on? I have no clue, but I saw a tweet today. I don't know who it was from, but this luxury tax thing is really pissing me off, and, and it's a circus. This is the New York Yankees, uh, the most iconic brand in all of sports up there with, with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, put the Lakers up there. This is the New York Yankees. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner, uh, the amount of money that guy has and how he gets a a cut from every piece of Yankees merch uh, across the whole world. The Yankees are a global brand. Global, really, when you think about it. And even even just down the Jersey Shore, even just down the Jersey Shore this weekend, everybody is still wearing Yankee stuff. Uh, I mean, you, you go to Jenks and Point Pleasant, everyone's wearing Yankee stuff on the boardwalk. This guy has more money than anyone could ever imagine. And really, the luxury tax thing is such a scam. I wish I could credit this guy on Twitter. I happen to come across it today. It ticks me off, and I'm I'm not sure when they're ever going to go over it because... Why would that? Why would he? Like, what, what's the benefit of going? Like, like what? Why is he going to go over it right now? Like, the team's not not good enough to to justify it. I mean, I understand. Like, like, look, you, you you're the Yankees, and it shouldn't. But it was. Be, penny, it goes back to the off season. It goes back to the. Penny oh no, yeah, yeah. If you, goes, go over yeah, it yeah. in the off season for sure. Go over it in the off season, for, absolutely. Like, you know, 
Um, but like, are you, who are you going to go over it for right now in the market? I don't know. But look, they should. It shouldn't be an issue. If there's a guy out there that's going to make you go over, go over. But um, it's kind of actually what uh, the, the Mets guy, Steve Cohen, kind of said on Twitter. He's like, look, we're not going to go over it if it means we go over it by a million bucks. We're going over it. We're going over it by 60 million bucks. Like, I, I agree with that. Don't go over it to make a deal that makes you go over it by a million bucks and charges you thirty million in, in in extra taxes here. If the Yankees are going for it, don't it, sh- it can't be one trade that makes you go over it. It's got to be three or four moves and blow past that fucking number. You know what's it two hundred eight or whatever. If you're going over two hundred eight, get to two fifty minimum. Like get everybody at the deadline. Then don't go over two hundred eight to get to two ten or whatever it is. Yeah, I I agree with you there, but it goes back to the position that they're in in the uh, back in the off season. Really, they get Corey Kluber, not his fault that he got hurt. He was pitching better before he went on the shelf. But yeah. again, I, I, Corey Kluber hasn't pitched a full season since 2018. Seven starts in 2019. He threw 21 pitches in 2020 or whatever number it was. It's not a surprise that he got hurt, no. and he's in his mid-30s. And then they do the two-for-one trade. Yeah, it was the two-for-one trade. They, they showed no interest in bringing Masahiro Tanaka back, uh, a guy who has pitched his heart out for the Yankees for seven years. They show no interest. They do the two-for-one with Kluber and Tyone. Kluber is hurt, and Tyone, granted he had a good start against the Royals, which – now it looks he did. like he did have a good start. Said, I do want to mention that he did. He, I mean, he went, what, six and a third? Probably could have gone longer. Seven, seven. He seven and a third. Yeah, he pitched yeah, it. Yeah. Like, great, great sign. Great that's sign another, there. That's another issue, though. Uh, no Higashi, uh, no Sanchez now, I guess, when he pitches him with Higashioka. Well, it was, it was a day game after a It was day after day. I think we're okay there on that. But, but yeah, like, it's – you need the consistency there is is – it, what, what's the next outing going to be? I mean, you're, you got a five ERA, you got 14 starts, you know, which is nice. Like he is, he is pumping out some innings here, but if we're looking at Garrett Cole's got a hundred top to hundred innings, the only Yankee to do that so far. Montgomery has got 80, 82, uh, Herman 73. It goes down by 10 each time. So it's literally like it's, it's uh, Cole at hundred Monty 82, Domingo Herman 73, Tyone 64, Kluber 53. Kluber hasn't pitched in a month. So they're not going too deep into games here. Um, and it's, it's, look, Kluber's not coming back for a while. Like we're still, he's not doing anything. He's not going to be available at all before the deadline. So you can't count on him. I mean, him being your, your, your deadline acquisition here, go, go get another starter. And, and sadly, there's not one in the minors. Like I'm looking through the, the Scranton Wilkesbury team here. If you're not pitching, you know, Debbie Garcia, cause he's got a, the biggest ERA in, in all of AAA, like who you, who you starting? Like, are we at the point where we're like, give Nestor Cortez Jr. a start? Like, I, why not? <laughs> not? Like, what's worse? Uh, and yeah, Severino, they're hoping that he but could he's coming back from, but, but he got, he got hurt groin, too. Now. Yeah, he got hurt. They said late July or early August for him just to get rehab. That's we're September. About like September. Him, him, and Klu- him and Kluber, I think, are, are battling for a September. For one or two starts, like that, the season's over. Get get a real starter. Yeah, do something. Um, like, gotta do gotta do something here. There's there's no one in the minors to, to call up right now. Like there, it's it's a it's an issue. Where's my boy Clark Schmidt? Clark, I, I need you, man. 
they uh, just included him in this uh, late uh, this injury update. He was slated. This is from Friday. Brendan Cuddy of NJ.com. He was slated to throw 40 pitches between two simulated inter- innings Saturday. Uh, if that went well, which uh, I assume it did, he could face live hitters. Uh, and he said he doesn't so he- want to be able to face his uh, first minor league rehab start. But so he's the closest coming back. Like he, yeah, he's the I, closest. I mean, he's the closest coming back here, and, and that's a guy that's uh, never made a major league start. So yeah, that, that that's our hope here. If we're not making a, a deadline move for a starter. Yeah, I have no clue what's going to happen here, but the simple solution is to play better. Uh, they can still win the division if that happens. I thought they'd finally turn the corner. Um, it's up and down, know, up and down. Week. It's a fucking roller coaster all it, season. It, it kind of feels like to me, Steve, 2014. That team, you know, yeah. they had ups and downs. They bought at the deadline. They got Martin Prado that year, and I, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they got someone else. They did. Oh, you're right there. They got a... that, that was just an up-and-down team. They could never get any sort of consistency going. And it, 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 that team, or this team, kind of reminds me of that one, if, if that's a good analogy for, for anyone else out there. But, yeah, these guys are a long time from coming back, and – the Yankees hope right now, like you said, it's a guy without a major league start. So, yeah, it's, it's not God. good. We, we that, let, yeah. let's get some positivity here. We we did say that you know we need. They, look, the Yankees did have a great stretch before this Red Sox you know game. They were they were what uh, seven and two uh, or seven and three seven and three their last ten here. One of the main contributors of that, it finally has been DJ Lemayu. He's been hitting the ball really well. Last 15 games, batting over 350, getting on base uh, at a 408 pace. Um, and the biggest thing for me is the long ball. He, he's got four home runs his last 15 games. The DJ's been lacking power all, all season. Uh, as outlined going into the season, I thought he would be one of the players that might not adjust perfectly to the new, the new ball and might have a few home runs taken away from him. That seems to be the case. Uh, and then magically, once the pitchers aren't allowed to start doing stuff, the long balls are starting to come for DJ. So big, big, big ups there for what he's done the past, you know, past month in general. DJ has been a much better player and much uh, more, you know, what the Yankees ha- has signed for. And now with, with Voigt back at, at first, he moves over to second base, which makes the, de- the defense better. Um, so I'm expecting a big second half from DJ after the past uh, two weeks or so that we've gotten from him. Absolutely. And I, I am thrilled to see the power numbers coming back. I was at – we were at the game where I believe that first home run started in, in yes. Philly when he hit that thrilling home run in the – Yep, in the top, top of the ninth. Yeah, yeah. So it's been great to see him. It, it wasn't just the home runs going down. They were getting zero extra base hits from him. I mean, he was hitting 270 there for a while, but it was just, you know, the OPS was like uh, under 70, uh, under 700 points. Um, yeah, no, for sure. That, he's still great. He's grinding into more double plays as, you know, they got, they got the double play to end the game the other day. Um, so it still has not been full clutch DJ. Um, but but as you mentioned, it, he's look, he looks better. He, he's looking better um, in June. He's got you know four doubles and four home runs. So there's eight extra bases uh, right there. So that that's what you know what they need there. So he's got 30 hits and eight of an extra bases. So that's that's a more DJ 
LeMahieu clip um, when he's only got 10 home runs and seven RBs. He's only had 17 extra base hits all year. So to have to have eight of them be this month is a huge improvement from the, the first few months of the year. Yeah, sticky stuff going away, DJ heating up. But <laughs> yeah, it just, I mean, it just, it's I a positive. It, I say it every episode. I feel like the issue here was not the sticky stuff. It, it was... You know, MLB changing the ball. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. The, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of what I mean, too. Yeah. Give us the ball back from 2019 or, you know, 2018, 19, and 20. Um, who cares? Uh, I'm watching so many games, 3-2, 5-3. Give me the offense. Everyone wants to see offense. Everyone wants to see home runs. Just bring back the damn ball. That That is my, um, that is my two cents once again. But – He's been on fire. He looks like a lot more confident at the plate. You, you can, you can just see it in him. Uh, but the extra base hits, not just the home runs, the extra base hits coming back are, are, are a huge part here. We're talking about a guy who, in his first season, a uh, couple seasons with the Yankees, you know, eight nine three OPS, twenty nineteen, over a thousand last year. That's getting extra base hits. He slugged, you know. 518 in 2019, five, nine, oh, almost 600 points in 2020. Yeah. Um, Granted, it was kind of a Mickey Mouse season, but yeah. He's been looking better. He's been looking better in month, and hopefully he continues to heat up as the, this summer comes along because the Yankees need him. Um, and the guy that's been moving up in the lineup and needs to be behind the plate every single game is still Gary Sanchez. We, we mentioned him a lot on the last episode but there's no slowing him down. You know, how big does that, you know, that, that home run look versus the, versus the Royals now to save that game, um, especially after the sweep? Um, every win is vital for the Yankees here, and Gary helped uh, help steal another one um, earlier this week with the, the 6-5 victory um, with that laser home run um, in, the, in the eighth inning. I noticed it during the... Uh, I, I picked up on it last night. It was a ninth inning. Sorry, I was bottom of the ninth inning home run. I forgot. I forgot what inning it was. I, yeah, I know. I've noticed it during this stretch. Um, it was the light kick. It, it's a it's a slower light kick. He's taking. The, the, there's no more high light kick. He's swinging a lot more in control. Somebody pointed out on Twitter. I believe it was Justin Diamond. It was. He, he had two hands around his bat on his home run against the Royals. Yeah, I did see I, that I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have rarely, rarely seen that there. But he is on fire. He is hitting absolutely everything hard. Uh, and like, like I said, he needs to be behind the plate every day. Or, or you know, maybe give him one day he, off here. Yeah. I mean, look, um, look. I mean, he's a catcher. He's a catcher. He, he, he needs to take off. Um, let, yeah. Let's uh, sit down with Garrett Cole and be like, look, what what, what did Higashioka do today that Gary Sanchez can't do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, is, it, is it pitch calling? Is it that they don't think he's going to block it? He looked a lot better. Blo- he's looked a lot better blocking pitches in, in this recent stretch during this season. But – the pass balls really haven't been much of an issue this year. He's got his head screwed on right, and he's he's my favorite Yankee when he's <laughs> doing doing what he does best because he's a guy that came up in 2016 and gave us that unbelievable 
you know, August and September where he, he had 20, he had 20 home runs in two months. I mean, he was a joy to watch and seeing, seeing him tear it up this year is awesome. And he could go to the all-star game. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I, that's what, that's literally the next point I wanted to bring up is the, the voting changes a little bit recently for the all-star game and the MLB just announced that phase one is over. Uh, and unfortunately, Gary Sanchez was not a top three catcher in phase one, so he will not be the starting catcher at the All-Star break, no matter what happens here, because you can't vote for him anymore. So if he gets there, it'd have to be a reserve. Um, the, the the starting catchers were the finalists for catching are Salvador Perez, 100% earned it. Yasmany Grandal, he's, he's played pretty well, so I'd say that's an earning. And then uh, Martin Maldonado, the Astros, who flat out stinks. So we, we still need to work on how the, the fan voting and, and the effects who these are. But Martin Maldonado's batting like 150 or something like that with like three home runs. And he's going to be potentially the starter of the All-Star game. So Gary Gary would need to come in as a reserve. Um, I think the, the benefit – we need we need to make sure Maldonado does not win the, the, all, the, 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 the starting catching position with the, the, the voting process here. Because if – like look, Savile Perez is going to be an All-Star no matter what. So I'll get him to be this the starter, and then that means that the the manager and the players get to pick who else gets to go as the reserves. Um, but if, if Maldonado gets to be the starter, obviously they're, they're going to take uh, Perez uh, as the reserve, and that kind of would screw Gary over. But I think he's look, he's he's been unreal hot. Uh, the catching position's not that deep. I think he has a shot. He's got another got got another two weeks here. If he does what he did the last fifteen games, he's got six home runs, twelve RBIs. And batting 300, you know, Gary Sanchez could be looking at 20 home runs before the All Star break. Yeah, so, which will be uh, you know I mean, blow my mind because I early in the year I didn't think he was getting 20 to for the entire year. Yeah, uh, and he, when he gets on a streak, see, he he gets hot. Um, I, I I love seeing him play like this. He's still got that cannon behind the plate too. So I I hope he is playing in the All Star. Well, I like game to see him there. He deserves I mean, it. He deserves it. Yeah. So while while we're at it here, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna see Aaron Judge be a starting outfielder, well deserved. Uh, you know, leads a team with 17 home runs. Uh, DJ LeMayo's got a chance uh, as a, as a second second baseman. He he moved on to the to phase to phase two, and I wanted to come in today saying Garrett Cole dominated the Red Sox and will be the the AL starter, but not anymore. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna yeah. start for the AL. Yeah, I, I I don't know either. I mean, he could be losing that. Uh, um, but I could... the the only other thing, Sam, I'd say is I think that from uh, on the Yankees team, who else would you think deserves an All Star appearance on this roster, if anyone? Uh, Chapman, maybe. He's yeah. Had some rough outings lately, but maybe Chapman. I think will get one. Um. Lewiska has had two bad outings. Only. I think Lewiska was a lock before that, but yeah, I agree with the. With, with it's crazy. It's crazy what a couple outings will do. One yeah. bad, one bad outing this year started. Even one bad outing is a reliever. I mean, yeah. Chapman's ERA went from like point five to after that Twins debacle, like a one point nine six. I mean, a one point nine six is still a great mark. Um, but in terms of others being an All Stars, no. I I I, th- I think if Chapman. Screws it on right against in these couple of weeks he'll get in. Maybe Lewiska, I wouldn't uh, 
bet on it, but I think the two players the Yankees sent to Colorado are going to be Judge and um, Judge and Chapman. I, I think yeah. two. I think that makes sense. I would have throw out a name. Definitely, I would say less than ten percent chance he makes it. But uh, Lucas Lickey has put on a show since April twentieth. He has a point at point nine eight ERA. Uh, opponents are hitting one seventy versus him. He's played twenty seven point two innings, only given up a three earned run and twenty seven strikeouts. Um, he's been phenomenal since since. April 20th. And like you said, a couple of bad starts could, could ruin it for you. He he started out his Yankee career with uh, six, five straight appearances, giving up a run in every single uh, inning. Every single appearance, he gave up a, a run. Uh, I know I have a tweet from April 16th being like, I think this is the end of the Litke experience. Hell of a comeback for a career for him, but probably career over. And now he has shut me up. And I'm going to give him a shout out here because he's been phenomenal. And I'm going to say he might deserve some some all star some all star love here. It would be a crazy story if he was able to make it after being out of the majors for so long, and kind of ties back into you know what the, what the Yankees needed to do with the bullpen. They they had brought this guy in definitely off the forty goes back to the Rule Five draft of, of losing losing the players. Um, but he he's been he's been great. He's been great. He last pitched in 2015 for Seattle, and Harry is in, in 2021. He's he's been. One of the most consistent Yankees bullpen guys. Yeah, 34 years old coming back. I mean, it's really, really been cool to see, to see him. I mean, that's it's that's unbelievable how to 2015 uh, to now, and he's pitched like this. You know, great, great stats um, from Licky, and I he, he's got a. Weird delivery. It's tough to pick up the ball. The Red Sox were struggling against him this weekend. Um, but he's but, been what yeah. we expected Justin Wilson to be. Yeah. Uh, Justin Wilson. I don't is, just... is he even going to be back? Uh, I, I wonder. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean if, if, I think no matter what, you, I mean, you got to maybe, you know, I think he, he did a rehab assignment uh, over the weekend too. So he's getting close to coming back here. But he's got a super favorable salary. If the Yankees are are looking to make deals, you know, here and there, like toss him in a deal. That's a super team friendly deal uh, with an option for next year. If he really wants for, you know, if, if there's uh, someone out there, like don't need to be looking at just trading prospects here. Maybe there's a team willing to, to, to take on major league roster guys here. I'm willing to get rid of Justin Wilson. He stunks. So I don't know who's going to take him, but you know, that, that that's an option. I think the Yankees could easily go for if, uh, if they need to save a few couple hundred bucks here, <laughs> like they, like they apparently they do. Yeah, so uh, I, I'd be very, very open to that. But it's, it's quite the week coming up for the Yankees. They've got yeah, the let's talk about Los that. Go. They've got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Shohei Otani, oh dude, that guy is fun to watch, and I'm not gonna watch enjoy watching it the next three days because you know he's he's hitting a ball four five hundred feet in Yankee Stadium. Oh, we've got we've got four against. Uh, the Halos too, and then it's three against the Mets. Um, so the good thing is that as fun as Otani is, the Angels stink. Like they, they underperform beyond belief year after year, and there's no Mike Trout. So if the Yankees could just limit Otani to three home runs a game, they should win three of those games. I think. The moon, I think. The moon, <laughs> the moon shot or two that he's gonna 
send up to Yankee Stadium, maybe into the bleachers, is going to be majestic. Oh, I yeah. hope. I just hope it's a solo shot. And they and they face him then on the mound on Wednesday. So let's see what happens. Uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday where he's in the lineup. Um, and then the the A's, I mean the A's, the Angels have been throwing him just in the lineup when he pitches too, just getting rid of the DH. I mean, I love that they're doing that. Um, but um, we'll see what there. You got you got King versus Bundy. Um, you know, Dylan Bundy's been a you know a great great signing out there for for them. Uh, and and Mike King's you know Mike King. So we'll see what happens there. You know, tonight and Monday. So yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then day game Thursday. Um, and then then it's the. And then we then we got the Mets coming into town. So big, big big no days off here for this week for the Yankees. They feel like they've had not only do the Yankees take off on the weekends, they've they've been off on Mondays for like the past four weeks. So they they've got a nice three day weekend for for Yankees baseball for a while, and they, their record shows like they're taking three days off every week. It, it is that that is so funny. They they really treat their jobs like a nine to five. And it's just they're terrible. It, it's shocking that they. I mean they they want. I mean. They beat the they beat Oakland last last Saturday and Sunday, but you got swept by the by the Phillies before they got swept by Boston here. Um, you got swept, swept by, by Boston again, swept by Detroit again. Uh, so they, they the weekends were not kind to the Yankees uh, the past month. So let's, let's turn over the counter. It's been a full month. They, they, the last May 29th was when it started. They lost two to Detroit, then they lost two to the Red Sox on the weekends, two to the Phillies to beat the. So they they went. That's one, two, three. They went two and eight on weekends the past month. Like, what the fuck, man? You can't. So, and then they got the Mets. They, they go, they go, no, no, sorry. The Mets come to us, right, this week? Yeah, seven-game homestand. Which is good because that means John Carlos Stanton can play. He's been working up ways to be in the field. I think the Yankees are eyeing uh, right after the All-Star break for him. They say could be on the field, which I want to talk about that for a few minutes before we sign off here. I I mean, the need of having him in the field is – so who do you want in the field more? You want Stanton and you are or Frazier in left field? Stanton and uh, – Stanton, it, it gives uh, – I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, right, well actually, it's going to be more of this, I think. I mean, if – I my vote actually is judge almost full-time in center, Stanton in right, and then Andujar in left. And then you got Frazier and uh, – um, Gardner in, in no man's land. Yeah, uh, that would be very, very ideal. But I mean, I, but but it, has, that'd be crazy. It's judge, judge and staying out at center and in right together. It, it just, uh, it just has me nervous. I picture the, the, those two monsters trying to call off each other on a ball in the gap. Oh my gosh. I really, it's important for Stanton to play the field because he had that hot streak in Minnesota, and then we go to Philly, and he can't be in the lineup. I yeah. mean, like, like that can't happen. He he's got to play the field. He makes. 30. Well, the biggest difference will be that if that happens, uh, you assume it's going to be because they want him in the field, so you can put Sanchez at DH on cold days, keep Higgy behind the plate here. So, but then how happy is is Garrett Cole going to be with Judge at center and, and Stanton in right if they go that way? Um, and one of them make make a mistake. Stan makes a mistake. He hasn't played out there in, in a long time. But I guess he's already has to deal with that with Andy Hoare and Frazier. So it doesn't matter. It's not really a downgrade. And I can't watch Clint Frazier throw, attempt to throw somebody out at the plate, or, or you know, Andy Hoare throw the ball to the wrong base again. So it's I don't know. It really needs to happen because, like I said, 
we can't have Stanton get on a tear and then two games in a National League park and he can't play in either of them. He's yeah. He's got to get out there. Um, so it looks like it's going to happen. What, so hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, you know, typical Yankees fashion here. Probably get hurt the day before he's supposed to go out in the field and then... Who knows what the fuck we do? But look, I'm looking forward to to the to watching the the Angels play. Like uh, like you said, Shohei Otani is 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 must watch. Uh, leads leads Major League Baseball in home runs with 25. The the Yankees just broke the century mark um, with Aaron Judge's 17th home run of the year. They now have a hundred as, as a team. Just a nice little milestone moment there. Luke Voigt back in the lineup uh, hit a hit a home run on the first pitch that that he saw, which is which was great to see. And and you see Luke. Uh, finally say that he was healthy. I uh, he told Meredith Morakovich that uh, after his first game. So hopefully the lineup can put up some runs here because next four games here are non-Cole days. And, the, well, even with Cole now, the Yankees need to put up five runs a game to win a game. Yeah. Uh, they are 4-25 and when the opponent scores five, five, uh, five or more. Um, that is, that's pretty hard to fathom. Yeah, they were 0-19. I believe they started out 0-19, so it's gotten better, I guess. I saw Brendan Cuddy tweet the Yankee. He tweeted the record, and then he said, go uh, He said, go to Jenkinson's or Tiki Bar. Uh, <laughs> find find with, Sam with, there. With the, He'll be the one non-meathead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, well, well, Sam will be the, the dead guy in the corner, apparently, with the cough. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! All right, guys, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll try to wrap it up uh, uh, on that note. It, it's it's been an up and down year, all year for the Yankees. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. Each episode is pretty much up and down, depending on how the Yankees do that week. Uh, so hopefully next week will be a will be an up week, as we said four four versus the Angels, and then three versus the crosstown Mets, who are are, are playing much better than the Yankees. So this will be a good barometer for for kind of uh, bragging rights until we go to to City Field. Um, we'll see. It doesn't look like we're getting DeGrom versus Cole, uh, based on kind of what ESPN has here. It's like a Stroman versus Cole matchup. Uh, but either way, it'll be always, always fun to play the Mets. Um, but we, we've gotten our asses kicked by our rivals in the AL. So hopefully we can do the, do the ass kicking in the NL. Um, no final thoughts. at all. Yeah. So I mean, that's the biggest luck of all time. I mean, if they face DeGrom this season, does he strike out 20 batters? It's an automatic loss. It's an automatic what, loss. What's the record? What, 20, right? Does, does he get 21 strikeouts <laughs> if he yeah. plays the Yankees? I would not be surprised to see them shuffle the rotation to get him in, though. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Rob, Rob Manfield has been trying to rig baseball all year with doing dumb shit. Maybe we'll, we'll, he'll, he'll call up uh, Steve Cohen and rig this one for baseball because it would be, nice, be a nice matchup to watch because he's been, he's been an absolute stud. Uh, you know, absolute. Uh, there is literally no words for what he's done. So the Yankees missing him is a huge win for the Yankees right away. But if you're gonna lose the game anyway, it doesn't matter. So the Yankees got to win. Uh, like I said, four and three, so seven games here. What what's gonna make Sam happy out of these? Uh, how many wins do we need for for you to at least smile once? Five and two, five and two, three or four from the Halos, two or three from the Mets. Uh, preferably seven and zero, but uh, we need to win both series here. Come on, it's going to be July fourth. I don't want to be in a situation where um, it's Jamison Tyone giving up uh, a bunch gotta, of runs. To the Aaron Mets. Judge said and, it. Said it. Uh, you know, uh, this week too. The Yankees 
they, this is just a sign of not a great baseball team is they get they get beat when they get scored against first. He said, we got to score first, so, you know, keep our spirits up type bullshit. So if the Yankees score first, they're going to win a game. So I'm, I'm taking his ass. So the Yankees need to score first in all seven games and prove that they can go 7-0 here. They obviously won't. Like you said, 4-2. and two. I think realistically we're looking at a 3-4. and four. Uh, I'd say take 3-4 or four from the Angels and uh, – they, they haven't proven to me that the Yankees can do anything on the weekend, so I'm saying they lose two of three to the to the Mets. Okay, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not going to surprise me. That's not going to surprise me. Oh, and it's even better. It's a holiday weekend too, so they might. Oh, so oh, the Yankees and, are checked out. They're at, Yankees out of office. Will be up by Wednesday. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and they've got a one. They've got another one p.m. game on uh, Thursday, so they won't be. Uh, so a half day Thursday for the Yanks, and then, then see a Tuesday. Uh, please reach out to Hal Steinbrenner if we're, for urgent messages. <laughs> they, should, they might, uh, since it's a holiday weekend, they might send Scranton up to the Bronx. They, <laughs> they, might, might, they yeah. might just, yeah, ha- have the guys go out to the Hamptons or some shit. But yeah, three or four, and then and then two or three. I think they're going to lose two or three to the Mets. Uh, I'm going to make that prediction as well. I think they're going to. Uh, and then it's a West Coast trip with Seattle, and then. The following weekend is going to be in Houston, which uh, be I, I hope that will be that will be something. I hope they're not, you know, totally out of it by then. Let's go, uh, Cashman. Make yeah. a move. Make a move. Make a Fourth of July move, and I'll be happy. Make a Fourth of July move. Yankees uh, get 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 some wins here, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. There's still a lot of baseball to be played, but time is uh, it's getting short, and uh, you can't you can't say that all season. And time's starting to cut out for the Yankees. So, everybody, thanks again for listening to podcasting in pinstripes. Uh, if you do see Sam at the Jersey Shore, just just give him a hug. He sometimes needs one, especially the way the Yankees are playing. Uh, Sam, always a pleasure chatting with you, my man. And if we if we don't see you, have a great Fourth uh, of July. Always, Steve. Have a happy Fourth. Everybody, stay safe. You know, drink some beers if you're into that stuff. I know I will be. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, see you guys. Oh, my God.